You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios, yawning in the camera a moment ago. <laughs> but you got cameras everywhere, and I, I can't I can't yawn or scratch or anything, and the whole world sees it. Oh, my gosh. Solid conservative and just plain right and needing coffee, apparently. Hey, it's uh, Wednesday, 4 o'clock. That means that we go to a segment that uh, is, is one of my most enjoyable moments of every single week. We call it the Grand Council, and I bring in uh, two of my brethren for talk radio around the state. Uh, they've both been doing it longer than I have, and we just ping each other with questions to see how we do. So let me call the roll, if you will. So from uh, FM Talk 106.5 down in uh, Mobile, the host of the Jeff Poor Show and also the executive editor for 1819 News, Jeff Poor, are you here? I am present. Did you notice I called your name first this time? Yeah, it's a rare thing. I just, just, you know, no slight to Dale, just love for you. But that reminds me, from uh, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, Cumulus Broadcasting's WVNN out of Huntsville, program director, morning show guy, and writes for Yellowhammer News. Dale Jackson, you here? Oh! All right. Good enough. We are on the air. I pronounce a quorum. Hit it, Boomer. Assemble the Grand Council. Ta-da. All right. Grand Council being convened. I'm turning to my friend Jeff Poor and saying, Jeff, you're first. What you got? Uh, The uh, inaugural speeches, any of them, on Monday. Can you make any solid projection or prediction, I mean, for the next four years, from what we heard on Monday. Huh. Dale, you first. What do you got? Uh, Andrew Sorrell is going to count the hell out of some desks. That's gonna, <laughs> it's going to be absolutely amazing, and uh, we'll get those numbers. Uh, KIV cares about education. We're going from uh, 50th uh, to, like, 45th to 30th, and that's happening in the next couple of years. Uh, she is for parental choice, school choice, as long as that is probably more charter schools. But that's that's all I took from any of it. You know, I I, I look at it and say, okay, it's interesting to me that Will Ainsworth and Governor Ivey's speeches were fairly much in lockstep. Um, and I, I think it's it's obvious that the uh, there's been an, an opportunity for uh, discussion, I think, between those two offices. I'm not going to be a bit surprised to see that in the next four years, uh, Kay Ivey is not there for the full four-year term and that uh, the administration of uh, Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth becomes Governor Will Ainsworth. So there's that. There's that prediction. Uh, boy, I just opened up a can of worms on that one. But then on top of that, I mean, I look at it and go, um, I think Attorney General Steve Marshall is just going to continue to um, – to, to basically lead national charges in fighting some of the wokeisms that we see uh, being perpetrated by the uh, current Biden administration. Jeff, your question, what are you thinking? I think it's safe to say we're going to see some more economic incentives, uh, more economic development. Uh, since that is, uh, one thing is for sure, it's like death taxes and economic incentives in Alabama. <laughs> so was there any in particular, like they're trying to lure something that you're aware of? No, no, it's just uh, the, 
you know, could you ever think of a time um, when, when that was like the thing in, a, in state government? Like, uh, I don't know, our founding fathers of this state said we're going to sit forth, create a, a new state that we dare defend our rights and roll out the red carpet for whatever national cor- uh, multinational corporation wants to come to Alabama. Okay, so I tell you what, then I'm going to take the next question and I'm going to spin straight off of that with a question I hadn't planned on. When is it an economic incentive, and when is it a um, you know a buying of someone's uh, presence? Um, how, how do you, how do you when is it okay to offer an incentive, and when is it not? Um, uh, you first, Jeff. What are you thinking? I mean, that's I, I, all I think it is right now. I mean, we are at a point in Alabama where we have a low labor participation rate, and you know, no people to work these jobs. It just seems like the idea here is, you know, like Texas and Florida, sure, they do a little economic development, but the overall business climate is friendly, it's conducive. That's why people want to move there. It's not because we're going to give you free water and sewer infrastructure for 10 years or something, you know? So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sour on this whole push, and I know Dell's going to say, well, everybody does it, so we got to do it. But look, uh, you know, we need to like kind of start transitioning away from that. Because one would think you know, we we got that taken care of, we got that box checked. What what's next? Right, do, do we? Well, I'll tell you what, Dale, you first, we, and I'll come back to my 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 own question. What you got? Uh, everyone else is doing it, so we got to <laughs> do it. We, we have to. I mean, not only is that accurate, but uh, yes, that is probably what I was going to say. So uh, I'll just go with that. But yeah, th- there are some questions about what's a giveaway. What's not, I don't like the straight cash. I'm fine with. With hooking up sewer lines and things like that, I don't like the cash either. I wish they'd get away from that. Uh, but this is how create oh, more jobs, bring in more people to to, to work them. I mean, that's they they businesses obviously see uh, some benefit to, to to coming in here and, and creating jobs, even though we don't have the people to fill them. So here, here's where I'm at on it. Uh, I, I'm well. First of all, I, I agree with you, Dale. I think that we don't need this cash giveaways. I, I'm not for that. And then and the idea of throwing cash. Uh, is, 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 is to me, it's in the past, but I'm, I am, I am personally still okay with economic development incentives when you, when you do them, when you structure them correctly. Like when I was in, we passed uh, a legislation that required that there be clawbacks, meaning if we give you an incentive, like a tax rebate or, uh, or an opportunity to, uh, have water and sewer or whatever, if we give you some type of incentive and you don't meet the marks you said you were going to make, we get to claw back the money that you technically got by not having to pay taxes. Um, so clawbacks are important. Contracts are actually important because in the past there weren't always contracts. Uh, and then, and then thirdly, I think we have to look at what it takes to make us competitive. And if there's a major employer that wants to go to North Carolina or Alabama and North Carolina is offering something, we have to ask the question, can we beat it? Um, uh, otherwise 1500 jobs goes to another state. So I, I am not, I am not anti-economic incentives. It's how you structure them. I think that makes all the difference. Um, uh, Dale, your question, man. Uh, I know you were talking about this yesterday, Phil, and it's come up uh, elsewhere. The rocket's coming down at the Welcome Center. Ah. It's coming down. They're going to take it down. There's talk of putting something in this place, although they aren't even talking about what it is. The correct answer is just rebuild the dumb thing out of plywood and paint it and make it look good. That's all they need to do. Yeah, but call me crazy. What What do you want to see there instead? Is there any other places in the state where we should put something at the border as people come in? Like in, in Birmingham, uh, as you're coming down 20, maybe put like a handgun or something, uh, a giant handgun there. Uh, and, and down there, 
in Mobile, you could put some beads or something, or, or topless women passed out on the beach or something, something along those lines. What, what do you suggest? Well, I mean, we could also have a giant naked man with a, uh, a hammer and an anvil. I mean, that would be, uh, you know. To, to <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about when they're crossing into the state, though. Into the state. I mean, I, first of all, I'm going to miss that rocket if they take it down. I would, I would hope that they would, you know, take it. If they have to take it down, you can, you can display it differently. It doesn't have to stand up there where it could topple. Why don't they go ahead and, and lay it out uh, on its side and allow people to walk right up and, and touch it? Um, no, you got to be able to see it from the freeway. That's the, oh, so you're okay. So you're wanting the, the 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 thing that signals from miles away. I am almost yes. to that rest stop. Yep. You know, I, I I don't have an answer for you, uh, but I do think that rocket is a great symbol of North Alabama's participation in the space program, and I and. You know, I, I did not know till this week, by the way, it got a lot of attention on my show that uh, the the one that stands, I think it's a, it's a Saturn V that stands up there at the Space and Rocket Center, that it's actually a mock-up. It's not it's not a real one. It's actually yeah. built out of um, uh, sheet metal, I guess, and painted. Um, but uh, I I don't have an answer for you. Something something good, Jeff. Burn it down. Who cares? <laughs> I, 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 every time I see that rocket yeah. I, and I'm crossing in Alabama, I cringe. So uh, just just, just do away with the rocket. Why, why do we need to create a memorial out of our rest stop? This is We have to say bless his heart now after we talk about Jeff for the rest of the show. Bless Why? Why, though? Heart. I mean, this is a place to go to the bathroom. I, it's not a. It's not supposed to be something symbolic of the state okay, of Alabama. It's closed down guys. now. Was, you're yeah, go to the bathroom if you're going to the bathroom the there now, you might get arrested. But okay. you got your stupid buckies up. To, it's like the next exit. Get over it. That's what oh, we need. God. We need a giant beaver. <laughs> just, just a giant, giant beaver. I was thinking a 200-foot-tall golden Nick Saban standing there with his arms on his side, holding his headset, mad that they're only up 45 points in well, a see, football game. You see, I was I was with you because Jeff was so negative, but then you threw that, and so now Jeff and I both being Auburn fans, we're we're again you at this point. So it's just, it's, it's not going to – let's bless your heart. Well, what now. do we – but come on. I mean, like, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, look, it's uh, Alabama. It's got a bathroom with a rocket ship. Oh, my God. It's a uh, rocket, sweet home. man. I hear Litter Skinner played in the background. I was just – come on. That, that would – that would work. A, a giant, uh, yeah, a giant mural of the uh, the original Leonard Skinner band who weren't from Love Alabama, but memorializes it. it in a song. I'm I'm good with that. All right, you bunch of naysayers. We got to take a break right now, folks. Uh, that's the first round of the Grand Council. Uh, Phil Williams here, live on Right Side Radio with my brethren Jeff Poor from FM Talk 106.5 and 1819 News, and Dale Jackson from 77 770 AM 92.5 FM out of Huntsville and Yellowhammer News. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Going right back to the Grand Council with my brethren in talk radio, Jeff Poor from FM Talk 106.5 and the Jeff Poor Show, and uh, Dale Jackson from uh, 92.5 FM 770 AM out of Huntsville. So, uh, fellas, I think we go back to Jeff first. What you got, man? Round two. Uh, George Santos got me thinking. Oh, and no. 
Each of y'all live in a, we all live in three separate congressional districts in Alabama. I live in the first, you live in the fourth, uh, Senator, and Dale is in the fifth. Is there any scenario in which a guy could fabricate a resume in the first, the fourth, or the fifth congressional districts in Alabama and get away with it like Santos has? Because I don't think there is, which makes me wonder, what the heck were the people in New York doing when they voted for this guy? I mean, I look at this dude, and I'm thinking he got beat up a lot as a kid just looking at him. And then at the same time, if there's ever anybody that deserved to have the words, bless his heart, tacked on after his name, it's it's him. Um you know, I, no, I don't think so, because, you know, the vast majority of the 4th Congressional District where I live right now, the, the biggest county in the district is Etowah County, where I'm at, uh, in the Gadsden area, 103,000 population. But there are even counties in this, like Haleyville, where, where um, uh, Congressman Adderholt is from. The population of that county is something like, I don't know, uh, I want to say 21,000. I mean, there's a small county. They're rural. The idea you can get away with that and somebody not say something no, I don't see it happening in my area. Dale? I, I don't know. I mean, we've watched as money has played a very interesting role in Alabama politics over the last couple of years. Um, could you potentially just go on a, a destruction campaign uh, against somebody else and, and see what happens and, and uh, maybe lie about your resume with, with enough money? I, I don't know enough about his particular race up there, but I, I would think it's possible. It's probably not just unique uh, to New York. I, I don't know why the media was not on the attack uh, on him. He, he was a Republican. He seems like uh, someone that's pretty uh, ripe for that kind of attack, and, and they kind of just let him slip on through. But, you know, I want to know where his family was. I mean, where, where are the people who've known him for years who could look at him and go, hey, dude, you don't have a degree. Dude, you never worked for Goldman Sachs. Hey, you never did this thing with the animal shelter. What are you talking about? And then somebody get out there and go, uh, that's my brother, and he's lying. That never happened, Jeff. I mean, think about it. Think about that slipping through, Dale. I don't think it's possible. It, it makes you wonder, though, right? But, you know, every congressional district has roughly the same amount of people in it. So it's, it, I know that we're more spread out in Alabama, but come on. I mean, it does it not seem weird that somebody like, like Phil said didn't say, hey, did, I know this guy. I, I, I was in elementary school with him. We, we used to give him swirlies. He's not who he he is. <laughs> so how did it happen? I mean, that that's the question. That's like, do exactly, people in New York are just question. like, ah, well, just vote for the guy with the art next to us. I don't know. It is it is very peculiar to me that no one caught on to this, and, and it does it just doesn't add up. It can't. It, it doesn't seem like something that could happen in America. I mean, there's a story right now. I'm looking at it. It's gone going. It's live right now on CNN. The screen right now. They're talking about the fact that allegedly the next new thing about Santos is that he took three thousand dollars for personal use out of a fund that was being raised by veterans to save a dying dog's life. Stealing money from a dying puppy. I mean, what? I mean, this, this it just keeps getting deeper. There's so. a drag queen angle too today. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel certain there's a drag queen in there somewhere. Bless his heart. All right. Um, I, I, I'm trying to decide which of these two stories I want to go with. I've got one about Jerry Carl saying the payday thing wasn't a big deal, and I got. I tell you what, I'm going with Katie Britt. Katie Britt. Um, I've never seen this happen in all the years that I've been trying to pay attention to politics and all that. Foxnews.com had a puff piece that was literally titled, Meet Alabama's New Senator Katie Britt, National News. I have never seen this happen when a brand-new freshman from, you know, little old Alabama or anywhere else for that matter got an entire article dedicated just to telling the world who she was. And I look at that and thought, what's the angle here? Are they grooming her for something else? 
Is this an agreement that was made with McConnell or Shelby? Or for that matter, is it just that they find her so engaging, which she's got an engaging personality. They just found her so engaging they had to do an article that was nothing but personality driven. Jeff? It's totally that. They, they, you know, they're, they're sitting up for their next TV superstar, right? Um, you know, who is the next Carrie Lake or who is the next person they have on on every single primetime show? And I, I don't think Katie Britt's quite there yet, but watch for these kinds of pieces on Fox News. And they're trying to build her up to get her there because they need stuff to fill the airwaves just like we do. I, I, okay. Dale, your thoughts. Yeah, I watched her work the room uh, down in Montgomery. Um, she knows exactly what she's doing. She she definitely made every single person there feel like they were the only person in the room when she was talking to them. True. And, and she is very good at that. And I, th- I think that's exactly uh, what's going on there. And uh, I think she's she's perfect uh, for television. Well, and, and that's that's where it comes back to for me. I mean, I, I look at it and thought, I don't care what agreements they might have had with McConnell or whatever. They're not going to just run a puff piece. I think, and I, and I said this before, and I'll say it again, I don't think anybody I've ever seen did retail politics as good as she did. Um, uh, she was literally out there working the room. Like you said it, Dale. She was working the room. Everybody who talked to her felt like they were the only one in the room at that moment. And, and I've But I've never seen a freshman legislator on a national level, get an article where they just said, hey, meet the new senator from Alabama. And I thought, what's up? But uh, all right, Dale, your question. Last one. We got about a minute. All right. Everyone's suggesting Trump might be coming back to uh, social media. Is this a good idea for him? (laughs) Is it a good idea for the world? (laughs) No. Short answer for me is uh, he gets himself in more trouble with Twitter at 4 o'clock in the morning than anybody else could in a week. Uh, Jeff? He, he, I, I think it's uh, he's got to because right now he's he's uh, true socialing uh, to a, a, a non-existent audience. So why not do it where it counts? Uh, Dale, your own question. What are you thinking? I think he would have won the election had he been kicked off of Twitter six months prior to when he was. So no, this is a this is a, a, a bad idea for him. But I think you're right. He's sort of a he's dying for the attention, and, and I think they're going to try to give it to him. And Twitter seems to be uh, offering. Uh, him a path back so yeah why not take it but i wonder what happens with true social then does it um become even more irrelevant uh, I mean, at that point i think you almost have to close it down it's like it's like why why even have your own platform if you're going to talk on all the others all right fellas the music is playing that means we're done preaching uh, appreciate you as always jeff poor from the uh, fm talk 1065 the jeff poor show and executive editor for 1819 news dale jackson program director and morning show guy at 770 a.m 925 fm wvnn out of huntsville and with yellowhammer news as always thanks fellas phil williams right side radio y'all stay tuned we'll be right back